Hello, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever you are. This is your host of Talk Architecture, Nazati Mohamed Yaqub. And today's topic, I would like to continue um, what I started in one of the episodes called An Introduction to Architecture and Reality, uh, dated October 11, 2022. Um, one of the topics that I focused on in that episode was architecture education. Um, and this is a very, um, shall I say, something that maybe people don't know about architecture drawings. The fact that you actually draw um, anything or you craft or you paint, or you write. Anything to do with the creative expression is some sort of a mental exercise. We know that we have comments from students of architecture and they would come to us and this is quite frequent that they did I have something in mind, but I can't put it to paper. And therein lies the problem of drawing. If I'm able to draw, if I'm able to f do it freehand or manually, if I'm able to sketch, not what's wrong with doodles? You can just do anything on paper, essentially visualize something, do a vision of what your project and how you would like it to look like. You know, what is the end product? What is it that you want to happen in your project? In the first year, we have all the basic skills um, of graphic communication, the ability to draw, sketch manually. And many schools of architecture um, encourage the students. Sometimes they don't want to do it and pursue that later on, but preferring uh, digital applications or softwares or letting the computer do it for them. But let's look, focus on those who would do it. And even if they do it, would they be able to provide the vision? Would their sketch be any good for them, be useful for them? to provide the vision that they wanted to. It's like that. That's the way we operate. The creative expressions could be also in a model form, using our hands. And it takes a lot of... It's more effort than just sketching or doing things freehand or off the cuff. You know, we're able to draw something in half an hour to our satisfaction of telling what we want to achieve, it is the best of them, you know. It is the most essential architecture skill or a skill that a designer in architecture should have. Herein lies the reality. In an introduction to architecture and reality, I did talk about practice and I did talk about Education is quite similar in the sense that um, what is in the realm 
of um, in our minds, yeah? subconsciously or consciously, what is in our mind is translated into paper, into digital form, and reproduced and communicated. And for the architect, it is being built, right? With the other collaborators. But what about the architecture student? Whether that is reality, whether that is real, what's in their mind, and what goes on to paper. In training architecture students to be the future architect, we need to treat it as real as possible. Obviously, as the tutor of these students, we, we encourage them, we collaborate with them. We are there with them, looking at their design, and the more they're able to, to tell us, describe to us, give us the essential keywords, give us the essential meaning, able to draw it out, the more they're able to depict what, in a whatever way their art or their architecture or their readings, you know, um, if we have confidence in them, even through their readings, they could discern what they are visioning and it will translate later on in the final design. During those times when we are with them, encouraging them and guiding them or even imposing our ideas on them whether they will choose to um, choose to accept the advice or not it is a transitioning or it is the transform uh, transitioning mostly of how from one phase to another in their design that is very important to think of the very beginning is essential where it is the very act of actually understanding a concept. It doesn't have to be original, but it is a concept and has a word linked to it and how it sits into the space or the context and how it is able to be developed as time goes on. So is, re is dreams like that? We're talking about what is, what is not real and what is real. So opposite to reality is dreams, is something imaginings is the you know and, but we are going to draw it as opposed to dreams that we just remembered. I dreamt something last night and I can describe it. I can even draw it out. You know, you can even draw it out. Whatever that you dreamt especially if there's context and space and characters in very clear, discernible dreams. Or even if it's a blurred dream, but you can depict it in some sort of a drawing or artwork. So when you draw your dream, whatever it is, it is reality when you draw it. There is that process from in your mind to on paper. Now, one would debate, that is still a dream, that is on paper, but it's still a dream. Not really, because the, the fact that you could actually have creative expressions from what you were thinking makes it that you can actually look at it, and there is a scale to it, and there is some reality to it, how, what it is made of, what the space like, the volume. 
you can actually imagine going through the spaces. How well the sketch or the drawing is or the model is would tell us, would give us the details, would give us the sensibilities that we need to have in order to relate it to a very real thing indeed. How else those before us, may it be artists, sculptors, um, sculpturers, uh, architects, designers, how else would they create a reality without a dream? One, of course, can copy-paste or can get the computer to generate forms, but that's different than dreaming. That's different than actually visioning totally and draw it hand-drawn. You can do it in a computer. That's not a problem. How close is it to that? Is it what you draw on the computer is to your dream, is to what is in your mind, not something that is uh, coming from a different uh, source than your mind. So architecture and reality is something that is a topic that is very close to our hearts and minds with regard to the education of the architect. And this is essential in this understanding that we're dealing with reality when we talk about drawings. Because when we deal with reality, when it's on paper, when it's shown to others, when there is an open crit, when the, uh, that other people comment on, it became more and more real. So is in architecture practice. When the client comes to you, uh, I have a piece of land and I, you know, I would like these things to happen and then you will ask more questions and then the conversation, starting this conversation helps to unravel and come up with the reality of what is to be expected. What is to be expected is a very much important thing, especially in collaboration with more than one mind involved. So when we we um, have two people engage in these conversations, like a tutor and a student, the student could very well do it on their own. They could very well draw on their own and conjure something that's as real as possible and and be, be doing very well in producing what it is that we require them to do. But for some students of architecture, they would like that co collaboration happen between them and the lecturer. It is their choice. I'm putting aside the skills and talents, whether they have it or not, or whether they can draw. Putting that aside, you have the intention of the main designer. If the lecturer becomes the main designer and the students merely um, uh, accepting instructions and reproduce what the lecturer is is uh, having uh, the lecturer's ideas, then the learning doesn't happen because the conversation has to be two-way. In reality, it has to be the main designer, the person who originates it, not from another source. It's from that mind of the originator. So that's why in architecture education, that is very, very important that students um, are able to have that space, time, 
um, effort, um, facilitation, and uh, guidance to do what they need to do in order to make it a reality, make it their dreams and visions a reality. It's the best way that I can explain what architecture education is about and the gist of what architecture education is about. Now, that process is the first step to all the other processes of the structure, of the engineering, of the um, putting them, the architecture together, of the uh, consultation with the other consultants, of the um, finishes and products, or the other things that you need to put it together and make it better looking or work better. So these are steps from the first year until the fifth year. If the student of architecture is not confident to build up this skill set of imaginings and visioning into reality, then they are lost. They're quite lost, really. So this is one of the debate that is the reason why we need to have the students able to do more manual drawings, more con more conjuring for their own from their own minds, more of dreaming. Yeah. So with that, I like to conclude this uh, quick discussion on architecture and reality um, in architecture education, um, the importance of drawings, uh, pro the importance of creative expression, and being. Uh, the main designer of their own designs and with that I end the session and here's an ad at the end of the session if you a mid-level architect not able to advance in your career and frustrated please contact me at naziati at gmail.com n-a-z-i-a-t-y at gmail.com for a free copy, a free guide on the high value gift of five reasons you struggle to advance in your career as a mid-level architect and how to fix it fast. Okay, I hope you could do that. And thank you very much for listening to the ad and look forward to the next episode.